The following is a podcast from One Community Church. Join us as Pastor Joel Hendricks shares this week's message. I won't, I won't deal with that. take too long today. Uh, I got a real simple, short, not that that's any different than any other <laughs> Sunday, but uh, just really to the point, I wanted to finish this series up. I know it's after Christmas, uh, but I, I promise you if you listen, I think it will really make sense makes sense, especially launching into the New Year's. I didn't want to particularly say, well, this is our New Year's message, okay? I, I try to stay away from the calendar like that and just preach what God leads me to preach. And, and uh, so I'm going to do that in just a moment. I just want to do a couple things. I want to say congratulations uh, to our uh, engaged couple uh, down here, uh, all romantic and stuff. I, I love them. Uh, I like to pick on him a whole lot. Uh, but uh, uh, super excited uh, for Caleb and Lexi. I also wanted to, to welcome with us uh, our Marine. Uh, Chris, it's good to have you home, son. Uh, we love you. We pray for you. Uh, like, I got man. I told him I, I see all the mushy posts about it being home. I love my baby. He gets home. And, uh, but uh, he, he's with us, I think you said to the fourth, right? Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I love to pick on him. He's like, that's right. A Marine. But uh, no, he's a, he's not, I've watched these three grow up, uh, literally uh, have had a part in their spiritual walk. Uh, and uh, I can remember, uh, well, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but I'm telling Matthew, I can remember you sleeping on the front pew and snoring so loud, dude. I'm serious. Johnny, <laughs> but it, it, it was, it, true that. Uh, it was just a sign that you trust me. He's, you know, he's, he's a good preacher. I know he's going to preach a word so I can sleep. He, he's good. Uh, Jordan, uh, it's good to have, have, have some of my family, uh, there you are, uh, it's good to have all of you here, it's good, it's good to have you back with us this morning, some of our uh, former people that I pastored and get to spend time with, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm glad that you're here short of, uh, there, you know, when you have a church runs about 200 people, when, when you have the sickness that's hit us, um, and then parents with little ones that uh, want to keep them safe, it's it you can really tell so I'm, I'm glad that you're here uh, I'm excited that you're here and uh, get to hear uh, I believe a good word from the Lord next Sunday uh, still kind of up in limbo we will be in the next couple weeks starting a new series called balance uh, it, it, it really is um, a product of always hearing my wife say I, I, I've got to go balance everything I got to go balance everything and I sit down and for hours make sure everything's on track in our budget and finance and you know if you've been with me in January, I do a, a series on stewardship. I try not to just talk about money because I believe our whole entire life as a Christian, as a Christian, is about balance. And it can get really tricky sometimes. And if we're not careful, we can get out of balance and, and, and begin to fall. And uh, so I just want to take the, uh, several weeks and, and talk about that. But maybe next Sunday, you, you with me? Say amen. I would love to take next Sunday. And, and let it be what we would call our Vision Sunday. And what I would like to do, and I, my staff, again, they're out of town, so I haven't really got with them just yet, but they know the, 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 what this plan is. And, and so does the Board of Trustees. I would love to, we didn't do this last year, so it be the first year we've done this, and, and I think we should do it every year. I want to break down, I'd love for it to be digital and for you to be able to see it on the big screen. I would love for us to break down all that God has blessed us with in the past year. Um, I'm telling you, it will blow you away financially how much has come into this community of believers. And it will blow your mind. And we won't compare to any other church or organization, but it will blow your mind how much has gone back in this local community. As well as, you know, over the, overseas. I mean, but it, it will blow your mind. And I want to take the time and just go through that. And we'll make things available for you so you can look at budget, next year's projected budget. And, and I know that we're... Um, 
a modern style of church and we don't have all the business meetings and vote on everything, which some of you just say, praise God, uh, because I've seen some of the worst fights in those bad boys. Uh, trust us as your leaders. Uh, I, I do not make those decisions at all. There, there's a group of nine that make those decisions and then we put them before you. Uh, but uh, uh, last couple of years, my fault, I, I tried to not rush through it to hide anything, but it's felt like, you know, we've just rushed through it. I want to take some time to really talk about what God has blessed us with and how we, we look forward to investing that. And, and, you know, once we've moved over to this location, I don't want to move again until we either do a long-term lease or build something. It, it looks like it will be a long-term lease because uh, cost-effective would be to, to go in somewhere and renovate a little, make it ours and stay there for a long time, okay? Maybe lease the home or something like that. So we want to cast some visions. We want want you to be a part of that and and, and really want you to get excited and stay excited about what God is doing at One Community Church, okay? You you down with that? All right, but now let's get through this Sunday, okay? And then we'll get to the next in January. And pray for me because I'm really struggling on issuing a Daniel fast. Uh, Some of you are going, I'll pray real hard about that. Uh, It's been a couple years since we've done that. Uh, But uh, it's heavy heavy on my heart and I want to do it. And I don't want to do it just because it's the first of the year and because every other church does it that way. I want to do it because it's, I, I'm led by the Holy Ghost, and it's, it's time for us to do that again, okay? And so just be praying and be ready for that, all right? So pull out your recipes and get ready to share all that good stuff again, all right? And some of the kids are going, that sucked. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> just be real. Uh, Bo's not here this morning, but I know he struggled with it. Uh, Don uh, told us. Anyway, you have your Bible. It's going to be a very, 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 very familiar verse, one verse of Scripture. Uh, you didn't even have to go to Bible college or seminary to, to get this. Uh, it, it literally breaks the word down for you in the text. If you have your Bible, your smartphone or iPad or whatever, or it's on the screen. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. <coughs> Say amen if you're there. Mm, I know I'm going to get fast. Matthew chapter 1. Hey, look. It's, it's going to be right there. We say amen all together. Here we go. Ready? The Bible says this. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And I love it. So you didn't have to go to college or anything. You, you didn't have to take a Greek class. You didn't have to take uh, any study in Hebrew or Aramaic. You didn't have to do any of that. It just breaks it down right here for you, which means what, church? God is with us. God with us. And so I want to talk to you about that. This this series miracles has been about in, in, just ordinary, average people encountering God and watching the miraculous happen, and and the titles of these messages have been Jesus and uh, the leper, or uh, Jesus and so and so. Okay, and and so I wanted to end this after Christmas, I know, but as we look to the new year, Jesus and us. How about when we encounter Him? What what is it that that it means for us to be uh, in the presence, if you will? Uh, of Jesus. And I, I want to just break that down because this is what it, it literally means. It, it, it literally denotes that he is with us. It talks about his presence. Now, there's a, a Hebrew word that Jesus' name is, is, and they use it, it's Messiah. Over in the New Testament, uh, Christ is, is what I'm talking about. It, it, it translates that he's the anointed one, but this, this Emmanuel, man, it, it is so important that we get that and we don't just overlook that and read through it because it's already translated for us. <laughs> That it is God with us. This is the whole purpose of his death, burial, and resurrection. is so that he could be in us and with us through his Holy Ghost. And we're not going to go back and do the Holy Ghost series again. Well, I might. It was really powerful. But, but not this morning. That, that he, he is in us and lives through us. And he dwells 
with us. You know, to dwell means not necessarily just to live. It means that I am familiar with that person. It's amazing that in my home, if we change something around and I get up in the middle of the night, I'm going to bump my toe, right? But if I keep it the way it is, I'm familiar with my home. The same way with God. We should be familiar with Him, that we should be stuck. Not that He stays the same because He's always changing, all right? He doesn't change in His Word. But as soon as you think you've got to figure it out, He'll shift on you and say, this is what I need you to do. But we're familiar with Him enough to say, I'll trust Him and I'll go where He guides me. That's His presence. That's being in His presence and how it affects us. Now... To do that, you with me? Say amen. Alright, here we go. Buckle up, baby. Get your gospel seatbelt on because I'm ready to launch. Okay? We're going to look at three leaders in the Old Testament very, very quickly and how they led or they were overcomers by the equipping or the enabling or the encouraging power of His presence. That is what Jesus means when He says that He is with us. And I promise you, in this journey, you will need Him to be in these three categories or these three truths this morning. And, and, and many times over, the first one is this, and we're going to look at an Old Testament hero or, or, or a leader, should I say. His presence enables us. It enables us, all right? Real simple, elementary outline. His presence enables us. When we encounter Jesus and we realize this truth that he is with us, that he is present, that he's right there anywhere we go, any place, all I got to do is speak the name Jesus and he's there, right? Okay? It, it, it enables us. Now, the first leader I want to talk about is Moses, and, and, and repeatedly he approaches Pharaoh, all right? You know the story of Moses, I'm not going to go back over it again. Matter of fact, it's fixed to be on Hollywood big screen. I've watched the, the trailer to it several times. Look, it's going to be awesome. It's not already out, is it? I'm a little bit behind. It's already out. All right, so it's on big screen. Okay, I'm just a little bit behind, okay? And uh, that's not unusual, all right? And anyway. Now, I'm going to go over the story, but, but I'm telling you, you remember when he was first called. It, it, it's somewhere around Exodus uh, chapter 3. All right, Ex Exodus chapter 3, uh, if you read that whole dialogue, but especially around uh, verse 12 or so of chapter 3, I believe. Don't, don't call me out if I got that wrong. It, it's, it's when God says to him, he's told me, I want you to go and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Let my people go. Okay, I want you to go over there. I want you to tell them to let, I mean, he, he, Pharaoh, I mean, you know, top dog, chief, I mean, listen. Can have you killed, right? I mean, you want me to go over there and to say, after all these years of slavery, let your people, just go say, let your people go. And he's like, yeah. And you remember in chapter 3, he, he tells him around verse 12, he says, I want you to do that and I want you to know this. I will be with you. Well, after he says, this is just like us, right? After he says, I will be with you. That should have been enough, right? His presence. It should be enough. I will be with you. Then the conversation ensues or a dialogue ensues that, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what if they don't do this? Oh, you know, I have a hard time speaking, you know. I mean, I, I can't pray out loud. I can't speak in front of people. I can't tell her that Jesus loves her. I can't do that. I can't pray with my own husband. I can't pray with my wife. I, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. And God says, I am that I am. And I said, I will be with you. And in that moment, and in that moment, we watched history unfold. And because of God's presence, it enabled Moses to overcome all his fears and go before Pharaoh repeatedly and say, let my people go. And then God wore his tail out. All right. Pharaoh, that is. All right. And he let his people go. And we know this side of history. And so I say the first thing I want you to understand is that on this journey, you will have multiple encounters with fear. You know, yesterday I did a, uh, a memorial service. Uh, it's, it's interesting over the, the journey that uh, I've pastored in this area since 99. 
And all the funeral homes will, will call, and, and if there's a family that doesn't have a minister or, or someone that is uh, a spiritual, if you will, uh, priest or any, they'll, they'll call and say, Joel, hey, can we help us out? And uh, for some people, they're freaking out. Well, I don't know them. How am I going to do that? I, I, I'm not that way. I, 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 uh, I do get kind of nerve about it, but, but I'm like, yes, I'll help them out. Four years ago, I, I, I performed a memorial service for this same, the same family, other side of the family. And uh, then yesterday, I got, a, I got a call a week before Christmas, said, hey, will you come and, 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 and perform this service? And, and, and I, 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 I say all that to say this. I read out of Ecclesiastes, you, you know, and it's been, you know, popular through song, but there is a time or a season for everything. You, you know what I'm talking about? And, you know, time to, 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 to be born and a time to die, a time for war, a time for peace, time to tear, time to mend, and on and on and on and on it goes, Right. Did you know there's something that I had never seen before, talking about enabling power and presence of God? I'd never seen it before, but when I read through that list, I read it, I read it a dozen times because I knew I was going to stand before people I didn't know, and I was going to be nervous, so I wanted to make sure that I had my clothing on, right? Maybe you don't do that, but I do that, okay? You know, just over and over and over memorizing so that I, can, I don't have to always reference the iPad. I read it, I read it, I read it. You know what? I, I never noticed until yesterday. There is not one time or season of fear. Not one time. Out of all those seasons, there is never a season of fear. I wonder if Solomon, one of the wisest men, according to the Bible itself, when he is pinning that, as he pinned Proverbs, I wonder if he had a moment that he thought about that, and then the Holy Spirit said, don't pin that. Because with me, I will enable you to face all your fears, because multiple times there will be on this journey, all kind of fears. Just imagine, I can only imagine when they say, hey, you're about to have a baby, all right? They wouldn't say that to me. I'm pointing to someone out there. Uh, and uh, I mean physically, you know. And can you imagine the fear? Or you go to the doctor and they say, hey, I've got bad news. Or in joking fashion a moment ago, you start getting the credit card bills. Or, or you discover that the refrigerator has been leaking and it messes the floor or you discover that even after you fix it, it messes up again or the tire goes flat or the dog gets sick or the kids are screaming and all these things or you're facing divorce or financial bankruptcy, all these things, these fears or God has said, I, I need you to go here and I'm going to bless you but you look at it and you go, I'm so afraid. I'm telling you the presence of God, Emmanuel, that's Christmas, God's presence after his death, burial, and resurrection, he sent the Holy Ghost so that he could be all places, all time. And when we accept that and we live by that and we understand this truth, it enables us to overcome all obstacles that are in our way. Moses is a great example. And he led the charge. The presence of God is an enabler. For all of you that said, I can't, for those times that will come up in your mind that said, you need to go back. You need to go get this. You need to, no, you, you can't do this. You need this to be able to do this. I'm telling you, you speak the name of Jesus and you remind Satan that he is a liar and that he is hell bound and that he's on a short chain for this season of his journey. For I am an overcomer. I love the fact that when I read through Ecclesiastes, there is no season of fear. But I guarantee you, every one of us this morning, we feel convicted because we are so fearful of so many different things. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Had to start all over. Y'all know the story. Said I'd never pastor again. Was told shouldn't pastor. Not fit to pastor. And on and on and on and on the list goes. 
great opportunity for Lana to come and be a part of our family? Are you kidding me? I can barely keep up with what we got now. And God says, trust me. And it's been one of the greatest blessings of our lives. Never experienced Christmas like we experienced this year. Me personally. Puts it in a whole different perspective. You see, I've named a lot of bad things. But see, it could be great things that he's asked you to go do, like let his people go. And fear will rise up. Everyone around me will make fun of me. They won't understand. They may ostracize me. Well, so what? If God be with you, you're in the majority no matter what. Always. So God's presence, Emmanuel, God with us, it means that he will always enable us. When we get to that moment, now listen, it'd be really cool to know that on my drive up to Heritage yesterday that I would have the courage to stand before 20, 30 people standing around the graveside and have the words to be the encouragement to those people that I've never really met before than one or two, one or two of them in that crowd. And I would love to tell you that, 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 that listen, I felt enabled, man. I'm, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to preach and they're going to love me and I'm going to, I'm going to bless their family and all this kind of stuff. No, I was absolutely afraid. But in the face of that fear, I exercised faith and I got out of it. And I, it's, it's funny too, y'all, y'all, I'm just telling you, you know, letting you on the inside here a little bit. I pulled up and park and and because I want you to understand that, that, that I'm not immune from these things. I pull up in the park and I sit in my truck. I sit in the truck for a few seconds. <laughs> okay, let me gather myself. Look at notes one more time. You know, my, is everything together? Make sure there's a wild hair sticking out the beard. We're good. All right. Am I good? And then I get out and everybody's looking, right? Especially the, few, the, the, the undertakers. They're like, is the preacher going to get out? <laughs> it's not like we're immune from fear. It's that when he asks us to do something, he will enable us. And it may be that at that moment, at that moment, that's when he enables you. Isn't it crazy that you remember the story and I preached it, a man with a withered hand, he had to understand that God didn't want his good hand, he wanted that ugly hand, that he wanted the bad in our lives. And, and, and the Bible alludes to the fact that the moment he began to reach out that withered hand, that in an instant it was healed. That I, can you imagine the shock on his face as he stretches that hand out? Because, you know, he's like, he's going to get this old ugly cankered up, nasty, ashy, just, you know, anyway. <laughs> and it's like, whoa. See, it may be in that moment that we exercise that faith that he enables you to overcome all things that are in front of you. Moses. God's presence enables us. Secondly, God's presence equips us. Sounds similar, but it's completely different. It equips us. Uh, the second leader I wanted to point out in the Old Testament was uh, Joshua. I want you to know after, uh, after Moses' death, he, he becomes the, the appointed leader of Israel. And he's going to take him over into the promised land. Can you, you imagine the fear? All right, remember, he's going to enable him now. But, but he's going to equip him as well. Do you, you remember the, the story? If you go back and you read chapter 1, I, I love it. I, I preached through the book of Joshua. I love the study there. I, I love his, his courage. And he tells him, you know, he literally says, I'm going to be with you. Right? So remember, we're talking about presence. We're talking about Emmanuel, God with us. Stay, stay with me. And he says, he said, Joshua, I want you to know I'm going to be with you. And as I led Moses, I'm going to lead you. And he tells him this. He tells him, every place you put your foot, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to cause you. Listen, I know it says it in NIV. He says, I'm going to cause you to be a success. You're going to be successful. He says, but I want you to understand, don't depart. Don't go to the right. Or don't go to the left 
of the Word of God. You stay right here, stay in my vein. You, you understand that you stay in my presence and you don't go ahead of me and you don't get out of my will, but you do what I tell you to do. I'll enable you to overcome every foe that comes your way as soon as you cross that river. All right? As a matter of fact, I'll stop the river, I'll let you cross, and then I will give you the victory as soon as you get on the other side. But you've got to trust me. And I want you to understand that he tells him, he tells him that he will equip him, he will give him everything he needs. You say, wait a minute, I didn't see that. Yes, you did. Because I just reminded you what he told him to do. He said, don't go to the right and don't go to the left through the word. I'm telling you, the presence of God is all in the 66 books of the Bible that we have that are canonized. The holy inspired, Paul told Timothy there, God breathed. Every word, pneuma, where we get breath, same word that is used for the Holy Ghost. It is amazing how you can be in the Holy Ghost and read his word and the power to overcome obstacles. It'll be like, I needed that word. I needed that encouragement. I needed that word. And he will equip you to and, 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 and do everything you need to do. And so Joshua goes over to the other side and he begins to conquer. And we had a little sidetrack here in AI, but, but for all, all, all history facts, he, he over, he's an overcomer. And he equips him with everything that he needs. Every, every moment, every step, everything he said, I will cause you to be successful. And I want you to get this truth with me that the presence of God will equip you to face every challenge in your life. Not only will he enable you to overcome it, even the greatest fears in your life, but that moment you step to that place, he will equip you. It is amazing. It is amazing how I will go to share the gospel with somebody. And I promise you this. I promise you. I don't get up. I, I don't. I don't carry a, a, an index card in my pocket with, a, with one verse every day to memorize it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That, that was one way we were trained. Uh, I've, I've been certified through evangelism explosion. That's Kennedy's uh, methodology of it. I, 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 I've been through all different kind of evangelism programs. Certified and educated and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's amazing how I'm still scared. <laughs> all right? We're talking about equipping. What's really cool is, is that when God reminds me and he enables me, and he brings me to that brink, to that moment where I've got to share the gospel, whether it's preaching or whether it's, it's just one-on-one -on -one witnessing. It is amazing how I can begin to remember Scripture. It's because he's been equipping me the whole time to face whatever obstacle. It, it, it blows my mind, in a sense, in a good way, that when people face these adversities in their life, that they, they are amazed at the, after the initial shock of how much faith and courage they have. God's been equipping you the whole time. You see, God says, if you won't turn to the right or to the left of my word, if you will trust me and me alone, not the bank, not the stock market, not, not, listen, if you will trust me and me alone, I'm not saying don't have common sense and go to the doctor and take medicine and all that, but if you will trust me as the great physician, if you will trust me as, as the matchmaker, okay, if you will trust me as the job finder and the college, listen, if you will trust me. I will equip you for every step of the journey. And I love this. He, he said, I will cause you to be strong. I don't know of a person that does not want to be strong. And I'm talking about with your bicep, dude. I'm talking about strong when it's important. It's not strong in here. Especially us men for our family. Being strong, not physically, but spiritually. I don't know of a person that does not want to be strong. That strength comes from the equipping power of the Holy Ghost and the enabling of the Word of God in your life. That's how we can face tomorrow. That's how we overcome. That's how we are to be strong. And then I love the fact that he tells him, he tells him, Emmanuel, if you will go with me because I will be with you, if you will follow my lead, if you will trust me, I will enable you, but I will equip you. And this is what I will do. I will cause you to be successful. Who 
world don't want to be successful. I don't know too many people in my life, really I can't think of a one, that I know that has admitted to me that wake up in the morning and go, well, I just want to be a failure today. I just don't know of anyone. I know of a few that seem to have that attitude. Yeah, whatever. But for the most part, 99.9 of the people that I know, and including myself, I want to be a success. Not so that people can brag, and, 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 and I said that on social network, I don't want anybody to think because we put our family's life out there, it's just open, it is what it is. As a pastor, you live in a fishbowl. I mean, that's just how it rolls, man. And, and, but we want you to be encouraged that even, even both of our lives is, is how God's amazing grace gives you a chance to do it over. Get it right this time. I, I joked with a lady yesterday, she, she made the statement, she said that, that, that her late mom accepted her husband just like, the, just like he was part of the family. Then she went on and said, because he's my fifth one. I was like, well, by the fifth one, surely you got it right. You know, sometimes it might take a time or two to get it just right, you know. <laughs> if you trust God, he will equip you, all right. He will give you, and it's an amazing thing that in his equipping power, he does it so that you can be a success. And before I give you this last one, I want to say this. And what I was trying to allude to about our lives is that he doesn't do it, he doesn't enable you or equip you with his presence so that they'll brag about you. It's so that when they see all that, then they'll go, that has to be God. Because Joel, <laughs> hate talking stuff to a person, but, but you know, if you're looking at me, they're like, he's a dork. He's the biggest doofus. He's a millionaire. He's a high school dropout. He just has a GED. Yeah, he has a couple degrees. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, really? That's got to be God. You see me? You see my wife? That's got to be God, man. It don't make sense, right? It just don't. You can say amen there if you're really good to say amen there, okay? Yes, that would have been a nice place, okay? That'll help you later, okay? All right? It, it, it don't make sense. And I'm being funny and facetious. I, I know, but I promise you, I'm not adding to the scripture or taking it away. It says it will cause you to be successful. Do you want to be successful this coming year? I don't know how many of you, and I, I don't want to chase a rabbit too far off the cliff here. I don't know how many of you made resolutions. I, I don't like resolutions, all right? I, I, I don't, I think that's kind of dumb. So please don't be offended by that, but it's dumb, all right? You, you, you should commit to some things. And, and if you want to be real spiritual, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual here, you should surrender some things. And saying, I've resolved to do this, say, I surrender this, God. Because I'm telling you, you, you know, I mean, I struggle with anger. Ooh, I struggle with anger. I have anger issues, man. I'm telling you, it's just, it's just my, I grew up in a home where, uh, my dad, I love my dad. He's still, you know, we, we have a, a distant relationship, but we have a, a decent relationship. But man, you talking about verbally beat your tail? He would verbally beat your tail. All right, but he didn't touch you with ease unless we needed it. <laughs> you know, sometimes us boys we needed it—a good, a swift kick in the rump. But man, it just—it just explode, just explode. His dad left him and his family when he was a young boy, and he grew up in kind of a that kind of environment. So, you know, a lot of times we're imprinted. We, 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 we are a product of our environment. Now, of course, I believe God can enable us to overcome those and equip us to not be that way. And that's what I'm getting at. But it's so that when we look at our lives and other people look, it's like God has to be in control of that. And we've literally, and I'm not trying to be bad or, or, or say like, oh, he was a tough guy. No, was just a dumb kid. But we've had people say, you know, ask about coming to church here and Joel's the pastor and you mean the bully? So stupid. I was dumb. And bully, you know what a bully is? A bully's just a big old coward. That's all a, that's all a bully. Bully's not bad. Bully's not tough at all. Not at all. 
It's actually from a place of fear. A fear of rejection, a fear from something that, that happened in their lives. Because I want you to understand that God will equip you to overcome. So anything in your life that you say, there's no way. As we look at this new year, we don't say, I make resolutions. I surrender. Because I'm telling you, just like this, this rabbit I'm chasing about my anger. I say, God, you have to do it. Instead of praying, I say, God, help me control it. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd be good. I can't control it. Maybe you're in the, the, the realm of alcohol or drugs or, or pornography, gambling. Maybe it's prescription. I don't know what it is. Maybe you just like to spend money. You've got your family so far in debt that you don't know that you'll ever see daylight again. I promise you, in Christ, in Christ, Emmanuel, His presence, led by the Holy Ghost, enabled and equipped by the Word of God, you can overcome. But you can't do it on your own. You need to surrender. It's not promises. You broke those before, right? It's not resolutions. You broke those before. I'm not going to eat that a month later. It's a ho-ho and ding-dong Twinkie time, baby. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Been there. Diet. Diets don't work. I don't know why I'm chasing this rabbit. Diets don't work. You got to surrender and say lifestyle. You all right? Let me give you this last truth and I'm done. Emmanuel, God with us. What does that mean? What does it mean to us? It means that I have been enabled to overcome all my fears. I've been equipped to be more than a conqueror. There'll be no weapon. There'll be no word. There'll be no situation. There'll be no moment that if I'm in God and in his presence that I'm not equipped for. If he's leading me, he's not going to lead me to that place that he can't provide for me. All right? Let me give this last one. His presence not only enables, equips, but it encourages us. I think of another great leader, probably, probably the most prominent outside of Jesus and Paul. Secondly, uh, is David. It encourages. A young shepherd boy, later to be king. Uh, David knew the presence well. 1 Samuel 17, 13, 2 Samuel 7, 8. It literally talks about, I like, set, set, if you take notes, 2 Samuel 7, 18, because it says that he just would sit in God's presence. How many of you take the time to sit in God's presence? I say that because I've got one finger that way and three back at myself, okay, in my phone. I'm ADD, right? Y'all caught on to that, you know, this, most of you that have been on this journey with me. All right, squirrel. I mean, this, this bah, 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 bah. I mean, my life is so strong, and I, and I have a touch of uh, 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 OCD, um, and a, a touch, a touch. I, I think things should be structured. I think things should be in their place. I, 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 I don't like the clutter. Um, I like these neat and clean. And you, 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 okay, you get the point, right? And, and, and so with that being my DNA and that being that, that, that fashion, and, and you mix in the easily aggravated, you see that's a ticking time bomb, right? Because I have three girls, all right, and two of them, no, all three of them, like little piles of stuff. Anyway. Sorry, therapy, sorry. Okay, right. Bring back, bring back. Um, it is an amazing thing when I make myself, discipline myself. No, I'm going home with you, baby. Discipline. <laughs> see, it, 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 see, I can focus on two or three things at one time. It's crazy. I'm weird. I'm weird. Yeah, it's weird. Right, man. Um, and it's uh, wrong, man. What are we doing, Jason? Help me, man. Where was I? Was I talking about David? <laughs> <laughs> Next year, what, 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 David, 
thinking, that's right. I'm, I'm just thinking, if you listen, hey, I'll see you. Pay attention, man. Uh, man, what you laughing at? Uh, me, right? <laughs> you know it. David, sitting in the presence of God. I'm so structured and wide open that I have to discipline myself to sit in the presence of God. Now, for me, it may just be 30 seconds, a minute. It's, I mean, it's a monumental moment when it's five minutes or more. I'm talking about it on a weekday. Weekends are easy. I have a routine on Saturday night and I have a routine on Sunday morning. It's like pre-game ritual for me. And I don't mean to be ritualistic. I just This is the way I operate. I'm up way before everybody's stirring in the house. I'm listening to preaching with this T.D. Jakes or Jensen Franklin or Andy Stanley or somebody. I mean, I'm just, I balance out my, I, I like the wild, yeah, 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 in the teaching. I, I like Morris. I mean, I, I, uh, routine, but it is crazy though through the week when everything's busy and lunches have to be packed when school's going and we've got to get off to work and get to this and do that. And it's crazy how we're not careful. We absolutely remove all that time that we sit in the And then we wonder, we're going to that, and I wonder why I don't have the power to overcome these things in my life. And I wonder and find it strange when I get myself into situations that could easily have been avoided if I would have just been encouraged by the presence of God. You see, David knew well about this. Now, he got in trouble, sure. He made mistakes. That's great to look at that and see that and to see that we can overcome those. And he'll able, enable us and equip us to do that. But, man, it's a whole different ballgame to know that we can be encouraged. And I want you to understand something that he wrote in Psalm 23 in the darkest of times. He said that he would fear no evil. Why? Wow, do you remember Psalm 23? It said, I'll fear no evil. Basically because, thank you, the presence of God, Emmanuel, God with us. I end with this. Have you ever found yourself, and I'm going to close this so I, I, I don't lie. Have you ever found yourself in a desperate, just a desperate need for encouragement? you ever found yourself, now let's, let's put it this way. you ever found yourself in a funk? You remember I talked about Ecclesiastes reading integration I've never read. It was a season of fear, but there was a lot of seasons of doubt and depression and discouragement and, and you know, die and, 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 and tear and, and just I mean just struggles. You know, you ever find yourself in that kind of season? I mean, just 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 a funk. And, 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 and that funk leads to I need a, I, I need to be encouraged. I need that encouragement. And what happens is if we're not careful, we turn to things of the world to find our encouragement. And, and, and most of us have learned, though, those of us that are guilty of turning to the things of the world to find encouragement, even if it's some silly, uh, as my grandma calls them, stories, most soap operas, you know, you just, just, just kind of lose yourself in that, that, that brain junk, you know, just, just living this, this fantasy world and everything's perfect and everybody's teeth is bleached and they're all, you know, nipped and tucked and, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, it's just not life. And, 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 but you desperately need it, so you turn it. We've all been guilty of that, but we realize it doesn't last. Because the moment we remove ourselves from the drink or the drug or the, the, the movie or the TV show or the book or, the, or, or, or going to use our credit card because we, we were addicted to spending and it makes us feel good for a moment. It gives us the high. That's just the truth. and silent, That's just proof. I mean, it's just, just proof that that happens. But if we realize as soon as we, as soon as we do that, that there's this letdown. So it's not real encouragement. I mean, so you find yourself in the funk. You, you need desperate need encouragement. You try things in the world. It doesn't work. You try extra relationships. You... you, you it never looks as good uh, in the in the dressing room as it does at home. You know, it just it just it just doesn't work. It, it, all these things, and, and and here's what I'm trying to get at: is being in the presence of God and understanding that He is with you, no matter where you go or situation you face. It should lead itself to encouraging you. 
Because, see, there will be times in your life, and, and, and I would imagine, Chris, there's been times as you went through basic and, and, and all the stuff that you had to go through and the injury and the setback and all this. And I pick on you a little bit, but not being very serious, that you find yourself, I, I can only imagine, I've, I've never been there, but I've heard stories and I've passed a lot of folks down through the years that have been military, especially when you find yourself by yourself. And what happens is, if you're not careful, your mind will go crazy. And you'll have all these thoughts and all this. And what did I do? And how do I do? And I'm discouraged. And, I'm, and, and what you've got to remember is, is that when we look at David's life, we can see a guy that when he had to, he encouraged himself. You said, there'll be seasons in your life that you won't have. Listen, you say, well, I wish the preacher would call me. I'm not called everybody. I, I, just, I just don't sit around all day on the phone, right? And you say, oh, you, no, I'm just being honest with you, right? Why would you depend on me? I'm not God. Why would I have my wife or my girls depend on me for everything in their life? Why? I will lead them. I will be an example to them of what not to do and to do. I will. But, but watch this. You've got to know that you are in the presence of God. That God lives in you and through you. And when you need it, all you've got to do is speak the name of Jesus. And hey, have a praise time yourself. Don't have a pity party. That's easy, right? That's easy, everybody. I throw the best ones. We have Doritos and all of my pity parties. I mean, we just throw, I mean, I'm talking about every flavor of Dorito, baby. All right? And we just go all out, man. So I know about them. But why not understand that Emmanuel, God with us, this is what it's about. This is as we face next year all the valleys that will be there. Let's don't, let's don't fix our mind on the valleys. They're going to happen. Enjoy the mountaintop while we're there. But understand that every valley, every season, every situation, He will enable you, equip you, and He will always be an encouragement to you if you will look to Him first for encouragement. Not somebody else or something else. So I don't know what you are this morning. I don't know how you are. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing in your journey. I, I can see the smile on your face. I don't know if it's fake or if it's real. That's not for me to, to know. But I've got good news this morning. That it is as simple as this. Speaking the name Jesus and saying, God, I need you to enable me. I need you to equip me. And God, I'm in desperate need of encouragement. It just seems like everywhere I've turned, I feel all by myself and alone. I feel like everything I put my hand to is a failure. I feel like it seems like this domino effect. This goes wrong. This goes wrong. This goes wrong. This goes wrong. Not only the kids sick, the cats sick. I mean, just everything goes wrong. So God, I stop now and I'm asking you, encourage me. Instead of having a pity party, I have a praise party. In Jesus. Even if it's a sacrifice of praise. Even if it's a praise in a moment of desperate desert situation. It's a praise for the future. Y'all right? You can even, if you want to be real, real big here channel, you can have a prophetic praise. Y'all right? Y'all don't want to be here. Anyway, you can have a prophetic praise. I praise him now for what's tomorrow. I'm not going to sit around and sulk today. I'm going to celebrate because I know this day will pass. So I don't know where you are, but I know where he is and I know what he wants to do. Stand here. Thank you for listening to the One Community Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us for worship, our service begins at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or check us out on the web at onechurchsc.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We hope you have enjoyed this message and may God bless.